Good evening, everybody. It's Friday night. It's Woo! 9 o'clock. It's time for What's on Joe Mine. Uh, you're in the team stream. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. With me this evening, filling in for an ailing Joe Colton uh, in the room next door. It's Rack Time Rob. No. Hello. That, that guy. I'm in so, my bedroom because I'm trying to recover from dead game four. Yeah, right. I was, <laughs> I was just asking out how did that how did that go? I have still haven't read it yet. I've I've just kind of like flipped through it and I'm gonna have to do the deeper read to like try and figure out what the heck is going on. <laughs> I love when people try to get deeper meaning out of Liefeld. Oh um, I, I just I feel bad for Chad Bowers and all this. He's a good guy. Former guest of the program, Chad Bowers. I know. And now enduring his own personal crucible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If if he ever listens to any of these, he he might not he might not be coming back. Yeah. No, we pretty much all, we always rip, and then Mike goes well, except for Chad Bowers, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best man. I mean, it, 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 no one can make sense of Rob Liefeld. Yeah, it's make that a good. Yeah, but he's I, making it kind of readable. Got to give him his credit. He's doing a fine job. He he deserves another shot with a decent creative team. That's oh yeah. I used, yeah! What they used to say when I'd get like an item count or three or four for the year, you can only cook with the groceries you're given, man. <laughs> so right, and make, he's, uh, make, he's making some serious chicken salad. That's it. Make chili, baby. Yep. And uh, also with us uh, live from Bend, Oregon. Yeah, baby. The original. What's on Joe Mind? Lava Bear. It's Mark Weber. Lava Bear. I even went by the, the old stomping grounds to get a picture of my soccer trophy. Lava Bears! And they said, yeah, um, school's still locked down. Uh, you can contact Mr. Norby and schedule a tour. And I'm like, I was going to say, don't you know who I am? But <laughs> I was actually staring at the wall. It's a brand new entry, and they have a distinguished alumni wall, which is pretty cool, right? Kind of garbage, though. I looked at it. Did you make it? No. I mean, what's up? Joe Mine host didn't put you over the top? No, nah, I didn't recognize anybody on there except Ryan Longwell, future NFL Hall of Famer and damn good kicker. So good for you, Ryan. He's the man anyway. Because <laughs> that long line of kickers waiting to get into the Hall of Fame? Just say it. He, if you look at his numbers, he was goddamn ridiculous. So yeah, Look, he's a real good kicker. I'm yeah. not taking away, but I'm just saying kickers. Mm. You'll be waiting a little while. It's all right. Mm. You know what? If it hurts his heart, he can just uh, console himself by lying on that giant mountain of money. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. I got nothing but love for Ryan Longwell. Hold hey, uh, hey, Mark, I can send you, uh, you know, a uh, a picture of the high school marching band trophy. Uh, that, yeah. So, because I I can get in the building because I work there. Ah, oh, you got yeah. access. Well, I know. <laughs> Uh, the password is Shane Knapp, my old buddy, who's <laughs> assistant coach on the varsity soccer team. Uh, I would know what the varsity soccer team looks like, but he can get a he can get a snap of that of that for me. So all, come all, soon. All I'm saying is this sounds an awful lot like a conspiracy headed by the evil one himself, Tim. Ooh. Yeah, he moved away before high school. So I, I really don't know what happened to him, but I don't know if he had that kind of pull then. Uh, but he might now, so we better watch it. Right, you know, pretty yeah. much. Right. Two words: Steve Buscemi from Bill. Right, Lewis, all I'm saying. Putting lipstick <laughs> on, baby. Why am I, I called that guy? 
I don't know if that's impressive that he remembers that or that he knows Ben that well. But yeah, Long's Drugs isn't Long's Drugs anymore. There's very little that's uh, the same business-wise. So we, we can't have a detail on this show that Torpedo Mike will not pull out on. That he's been with us the whole ten years, right? He this he is is the very definition of the what's on Joe Mind super fan. That's outstanding. The spinner the spinner was only up through about issue nine, well nineteen, right? When I didn't get the death of General Flag. Oops. Spoiler. Uh, But it was right after that that we found out that Pegasus Books downtown, which is still open, uh, had not just subscriptions. So you could have a pull box and be guaranteed the issue every week. But they had back issues, right? They'd never been in a comic shop before that had rows of long boxes and you could buy older stuff. So... The spinner rack was done by the time we found Pegasus books. You poor redneck children. It's a small town, man. Like, yeah. So, but we, uh, I'll never forget the happy moment when the comic book shop that was on the other end of town moved a block away. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) It couldn't beat the incredible pulp. Is that what it's called? What it was called. That's outstanding. It's not there anymore. Oh, well, then it's not as good as Pegasus books. No. But uh, it was the the guy who owned it, Larry, uh, was always real good to us. Um, But he he sold it so he could he could pay his way into the police academy. Hmm. So was was he the guy that made all the sound effects? No, he was not. He was not. Was he Tackleberry? Was he real tall? Uh, No, he was physically. He was probably closer to Sweet Chuck. (laughs) He was he was a little guy. But he had like his his head looked like Clutch from the '82 figure. He had that just that yeah. that beard, fully okay. well trimmed. He he was like a a life size Clutch. All right. Hey, so now he had the cop beard going. That's good. That's right. Oh yeah. That's important in the the late '80s. That's a big. Oh, yeah. My brother Especially retired, on Long Island. My brother retired from the force in New Jersey in like 2013, maybe, and he's still rocking the cop mustache. He's grandfathered in, I guess, into regular society. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I should, if he hadn't done it first, I'd probably be doing it now because a push broom, redheaded mustache, ah, ooh, there's some power in there, man. It's like Jim Gordon. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Commissioner Mike, it'll do. By the way, not the. Uh, not that the show is ever better when one of the three regular hosts is absent, but not only do we get Oli, so it's still Horseman, but Boys Night Out, baby! Woo! Woo! What are we going to do different now that it's all guys? Welcome to Yankee Talk. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Well, we can't do too much different because I'm already not wearing pants. So, Who's your favorite 1993 Yankee? I say Bob Guerin. <laughs> or Bernie, probably, right? Baby Bernie? That's too easy of an answer. Like, Gerald? I like Gerald Williams. I can't believe they never gave him a shot at left field. Like, we, know, we know Bernie Williams is your favorite Yankee from 1993. Yeah, I you know, you got to have an oddball favorite. Was Leyritz a rookie that year? I loved Leyritz. He was around. I loved Leyritz. I believe Frito was, Mattingly was still around. I mean, come on. Oh, that's true. Poor Mattingly. 
he was the shambling, the sham corpse of Don Mattingly. It, it was yeah, but he was still better than those yahoos. Mike Blowers and Alvaro Espinoza. And... <laughs> God, Alfred, just... he still he John still had enough. He still had enough in the tank to uh, throw them into the playoffs in That's it. Clay Parker. Oh my God. Charlie Hudson. Nah, he was gone by then, but he sucked too. That whole team was just good God. Well, I mean, there were no Cecilio Guante, but no. Melito Perez. Yeah. Well, 93. 93. I mean, they had just made the they had just signed Boggs. They just made the trade for Paul O'Neill and they just signed Jimmy Key. I like Jimmy Key. He doesn't get enough credit. I was mad they traded him for Wells. Never liked Wells. Yeah, but <laughs> his his arm fell off. So yeah, it's true. Like he didn't. He, it's not like he went from the Yankees to do great things somewhere else. I guess it was, and and the lineage is key became Wells became Clemens. So I guess yeah. we traded. I guess we traded up. Yeah, and yep. I, let's face it, Wells threw a perfect game while there. While well, hungover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Getting getting fresh from the sauce. Yeah, exactly. Wearing Babe Ruth undersized little hat. Looked like it needed a propeller on it. <laughs> like Spanky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man was huge. If ever there was a show where having a large dome should be condoned as not just acceptable, but you know, worthy of respect, I would think it's especially tonight's episode. What's on Joe mind? Uh, Joe Joe Colton's no slouch in the hat department either. So, how did the, how did the genetics work out between Mike and Rob? Could Rob wear a Mike hat, or would it rattle around? It would rattle around. Rob has a normal. Not by much though. Rob Rob's got Rob can buy hats off the rack. I can't do that. I mean, it's on the large sides of normal, but it's normal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not a the, big hat, but. Bruce Bochy's batting helmet famously could hold a six pack of beer. Like, yeah, I got <laughs> it's ridiculous. I got him. When he got traded, he actually said, "Okay, but I got to take my helmet with me." Yeah. And they had to paint over it. Yeah. <laughs> he never would have found it. He never would have found a size twelve, right? Yeah. All right. Anyway, what were we talking about? I mean, a little rascals mention. That's yeah. what we do here, sir. Yeah, even Stiney couldn't believe it. Maybe you haven't been been on this horse for 10 years, but that's <laughs> what we do here. In case you've just tuned in, ladies and gentlemen, Buckwheat has been shot. <laughs> Let's go to the tape. <laughs> used to turn to that. That is a hilarious skit. Turn to news breaks for with Ted Baxter from Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> Tell him hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Wheat. Yes. Like some Jack Ruby type coming in to shoot him. It's just you think you think ten percent of the people tuning in actually know what we're talking about? I know. Not a clue. And, Not and a the clue. other nine year, like it's really dragging today. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> looking looking at the viewer numbers tick down. Go to and it's always dicey what's on YouTube, but go to YouTube and SNL Buckwheat Shot. Give it again, yeah, give it a jingle. Yeah. If it's there, you'll like it. It'll turn. And if it's not, forget it. 
I think I found it on YouTube. I think it's floating around out there. So good. So anyways, uh, you know, only 12 minutes. That's pretty good for us. Not bad. But let's get to the news. First news item. Uh, Fortnite, the Fortnite Snake Eyes six-inch figure is done on Hasbro Pulse. So prepare to hit the secondary market if you haven't ordered it yet. Yeah. Uh, MSRP is $39.99. If you're ordering now, just prepare for it to cost you more. Uh, good luck on that one. But... But yeah, that uh, that closed up just a couple days ago, and good luck if you haven't gotten a hold of it yet. Now's the time when a lot of people who were like, oh, "I don't need it," last week are like, "Oh man, yeah, yeah." That little bit of that little itch starts to get you. Yep, yep, I've been there, but I'm in on this one, so we'll see. Yeah, so I figure at the at the very least, it'll retain its value, right? It's not going to be worth less than I paid for it. So if I get it. And don't need it, you know. I can flip it, but I'll, you know, I'll probably hang on to it. it it's cool and all. It just, I didn't need it, so I, I took a pass. Maybe yeah, I'll paint. It, I'll paint it like a Cobra Viper and pretend. <laughs> Cobra Viper, come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> Next news item. That's you, Rob. Your turn. Yeah. Just announced today. There is a G.I. Joe-specific YouTube channel. Hey. How can you do a clap that sounds like it's seven years old? Uh, they decided to finally, finally follow our lead <laughs> as the flag bearers for the franchise and get on YouTube. Uh, no, but seriously, it just announced today, G.I. Joe YouTube channel will be adding episodes of Sigma-6 and Renegades along with more episodes of Real American Hero in the near future. So find the G.I. Joe YouTube channel and subscribe now. Much like with us, more subscribers means more people paying attention and, and uh, more content. And we, we, we want this to blow up because we want, it, we want to be able to see those shows. And the more people subscribe, the quicker we get extreme! Extreme! Woo! That's for you, Joe. Joe Slepsky. That's it. There you go. But, we have uh, a comment down there. Release the extreme. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Next news item. Do, 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 do. Uh, some clarification on new GI Joe product listings. Thanks to our friends at Histank.com. It's been determined that Wave Four of the retro packaging line, exclusive to Walmart, will include a vehicle. What vehicle that is? Eh. Man, it's a short list. And the movie wave of G.I. Joe Classified will include a deluxe figure. Ooh. The line's first deluxe figure was the Baroness with Coil Cycle from Target's first wave of Cobra Island exclusives. And that went over pretty well. So start time to start to time to start wondering what figure and perhaps what small vehicle that figure will be coming with. Mm. Uh, since it's being listed with movie Scarlet and movie Baroness, I have a feeling it's going to be movie Snake Eyes with some kind of motorcycle. Yeah, probably. But probably something new and movie specific, right? Let's hope. Maybe. It's all new at that size anyway, so. Fingers crossed. Claw glider with Storm Shadow. That would be nice. Probably. Yeah, actually, wouldn't be that bad. Probably Snake Eyes, but whatever. I mean, claw, claw glider with, with Storm Shadow would be incredible. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it'll go to Target and you'll never find it. Never. No. Never. And guess what? I won't either. No. <laughs> so That's one right. of you two, one of you two is going to be able to trade and make a great deal with all these Target exclusives that I can't buy. So Rack Time Rob is the lucky one with Target exclusives. He knows what's up, huh? He does. He's he's got a guy. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with uh, that. I don't think he's actually got a guy, but no, I my GI Joe sense just tingles and I walk in. That's solid. Although with the it does not work at Walmart though. With the amount of retro uh, collection that I've seen at Walmart, that vehicle might as well be an invisible jet. Are people people aren't finding the Fang yet? Are they? Yeah, it's started to make the rounds. Is it creeping out? Mine's on pre-order, so I think I'm I'll, about a month away from it being canceled and me getting pissed off. Right. I think. I yeah. Think like me the, too, or or them sending me another empty box. Right. <laughs> I think much like the wave, uh, the wave three Zartan, it's just been spotted out west a few places. Okay, I stopped by the Walgreens out here. It's a big one, brand new, beautiful building, and not even a spot from GI Joe. Right. <laughs> I had a I had a one of those things where you put it back and pick it up, put it back, pick it up, put it back, pick it up, put it back. It was a diamond select six-inch scale Maximilian figure from the Black Hole. The big red robot with the spinny blades. Ooh. Right? He's big, he's red, he's dominant. But near as I can tell, there's no stand that comes with him. And he doesn't have feet. <laughs> so once you get him out of the box, the hell are you going to do with him? Yeah, you pretty much have to lean him against something. Yes, I did get a no prize. Yeah. That's right here. Yeah, exactly. The next thing you have pre-ordered from Target, they're going to up their game. They're going to send you a uh, Xerox picture of a middle finger. <laughs> That's it. That would and have been something in the box. They'll send it to me in a padded envelope, and it'll be all beat to hell. <laughs> Walmart. Probably so. I, uh, I, got a, I got an email from Walmart telling me that my Fang pre-order had been pushed back. So I'm hoping that's not the first step yep. in a, you know. I got that exact same one, and that's the exact thing Target yeah. told me before they said, hey, we canceled your order because you didn't respond to the email we didn't send. Yeah. Mm. Now, I mean, like, my first my first pre-order from Walmart went okay. I, I pre-ordered a His Tank and got it. Mm -hmm. And it came in a box, and yep. it was in good shape, and everything went, you know, as it should. Yeah, and then, you know, then I got Empty Scarlet, <laughs> uh, Invisible Scarlet, and then uh, Roadblock came in two boxes. Split in half? Box in a uh, No, no. Oh, box in a box. Okay. Yeah, a box in a box. I got, like, I think I probably got one of your boxes. But probably. Yeah. My roadblock came in a box. A little too tight fitting, but it was, it was all right. Yeah. And then everything else has come in a padded envelope and everything else has come damaged. Yeah. So two different Destros and a Scarlet. So. Yeah, my Amazon Storm Shadow came in a padded envelope and then, mm -hmm. you know, my... My Amazon Prowl and Ironhide just came in the box that it was packaged right? in. Right? With a sticker <laughs> on it, right? Didn't they yeah. sticker the box? That's great. So good. <laughs> so from, from Matt Rubin, a lot of posts on Facebook groups say that their fang orders have been canceled. Hope you get yours. Well, yeah. It's going to be a little rough for me if I have to, if I have to uh, cancel Walmart, too. Yeah. And then I'll be a Joe fan who refuses to shop at Walmart or Target. Ugh. I ordered the day. I ordered it like the day it went live. So I'm, yeah. you know, hoping that I'm, you know. Mark, Mark will be camped out in that shiny new Walgreens. Man, come on. 
And the way Walmart works, it's like, you know, like you'll have like an entire area of the country that gets like nothing. And then like there's some Walmart in Topeka that has like 50. Who's who is writing the business plan that says put stuff up, collectible stuff that collectors are after. Let's put it up for pre-order and then not set aside enough product to satisfy the pre-orders we said we'd have. Right. Yeah. Just, just, and again, like with the Target stuff, this isn't, isn't about, oh, I didn't get my Vipers. It's about you can't treat customers this way yeah. and expect them to still support your business. Yeah. Ridiculous. Don't put them up. Don't put them up for pre-order. If you yeah. don't know how to handle it, nobody would have a legit complaint if they just hadn't done pre-orders for any of it, and it just started showing up on shelves. That's how it works our whole childhood. And if you ran down to get your three and three-quarter inch Cobra Viper and they were sold out, guess what? That's how it works. You'll have to come back and look. But now with all the pre-orders and the pop finder and... I sound yeah. every bit of 55 years old shaking my stick from the porch, <laughs> but it's not better. You're hey. making it worse. Yeah. It it's um it, it's it, there's a lot of as as Dan Larson said on on Toy Galaxy, there's a lot of goodwill being spent as currency by these retailers, and that's not something that is a renewable resource. No, and if they don't know, if they honestly don't know how to do this better, they should be getting better direction from Hasbro. But, or anybody else. Maybe this is happening with all sorts of collectibles. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm only dialed in on Joe, but. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it is. I, I really do. I mean, it seems like nobody, like no fandom is happy with like store exclusives or anything like that. I mean. Right. Yeah. Well, there's uh, well, this will here we'll foreshadowing. Uh, a little bit later, I'm going to give major props to a company that knows how to do it, and that's why they get my business, even though it would probably be cheaper to get it elsewhere. But you know what? If I can get a pre-order and I know I can count on it, that's a business I'm going to support. So, chew on that. So, anyways, next news item. Doot, 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 doot. Uh, Entertainment Earth has filed a lawsuit for breach of contract against Megalopolis in California. Uh, complete conjecture at this point, as not much is leaked out about the nature of the case specifically, but it appears that Megalopolis was using Entertainment Earth as a supplier for some items and flaked on payment. Uh, we'll try and have more as this develops and becomes a bit more concrete, but Maybe if you're thinking about ordering from Megalopolis, maybe put that one off for a while. Yeah. So, Somebody yeah. online, I forget who it was, had a, a nightmare story about trying to get money back from Megalopolis for canceled items or something. So it certainly seems like the warning signs are out there, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Choose carefully. We are, we, somebody circling the drain. And it looks like he's wearing a purple cape. So, <laughs> poor guy. Hey, real quick, uh, action figure expert has a little comment that says they're it's their first time listening tonight. So, welcome. Nice. Where's that? Where's what? He's in there. You'll find him right up there. 
Hey! Rookie of the year. Welcome. Welcome home. Howdy. Tell your friends. Yeah. Collect, share, trade us with your friends. Get the whole set. Subscribe. Right. Down there. So, so as far as action figure expert is concerned, it's always boys night out. Yeah. On on Joe Mine. Nice. <laughs> you get Wes in here. You get party. <laughs> Next news item. Do, 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 do. Uh, the redecoed versions of Classified Wave One are available for pre-order at Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, new versions of Duke, Roadblock, and Scarlet are available individually for $22.99 each. We're in a Wave 1 case with Destro and Snake Eyes for $104.99. So if you're looking for those Wave 1 redecos, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind picking up Duke and Roadblock. Mm -hmm. uh, $22.99 a piece at Big Bad Toy Store, so be sure to hit them up when you can. Or just you could you might find them with the Wave 3 stuff that's coming out. Who knows? Yeah. And that's my foreshadowing there. Uh, you know, brief plug. I've used Big Bad Toy Store for years. And you pre-order something, pay for it. It's usually just a little bit more expensive than you might be able to find it at retail, if you can find it at retail. But yeah. I've always had fantastic service from them. Never had anything canceled. And always shipped fantastically. And when I saw this, I was going to try to find these at retail. But I don't want to go store hopping so much right now. And you know what? Three bucks more, done. I'm in. So these are in in my pile of loot, as they call it, waiting to get shipped here uh, shortly. So great, great option. That three bucks is worth your gas and time. It really yeah. is. I'm also going to take a moment and mention Kokomo Toys because they're our sponsor. Oh yeah. <laughs> they sent Always. me an they sent me an Arrow Viper in like a box that could have hold held ski poles there right it, they leaned it against my house when they delivered it that's how well protected that little guy was so yeah kokomo toys through the roof literally it was really tall it was like now he can't say we never do anything nice for him no well maybe <laughs> we love you todd we I would go to Kokomo Toys a lot more often, but the commute's a pain. Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit much, but it's, it hurts. It's not any closer from Oregon than it is from Rhode Island, man. And uh, traffic traffic at Kokomo International Airport is rough. I know, right, man? It's rough. Anyway, it's basically just a target painted on the grass, and some guy with like a fireman's net, isn't it? It's, I like, can't go. I can't go there then because I don't allow myself to go to Target anymore. Now they have to add an extra ring so they don't infringe copyright. Right. And fool me into landing. All right, fine. <laughs> but if you hit the center dot, your your rental car is free. <laughs> anyway, it's next news item. Doot, 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 doot. Uh, our good friend Bobby Fala has shown off the factory samples for his new Action Force figures. Uh, they are on the Voliverse YouTube channel. Ooh. I was going to capture some pics and pass those along, but ra actually I'd rather you go over to Bobby's channel and just watch his live stream. Just from a couple of days ago, February 10th, it says he did the video. 
and uh, just check that out on YouTube once we're done here. Yeah, they're the crazy body. posable. Like, I think he had a guy sitting uh, cross-legged, crisscross applesauce, uh, with like his head down and his hands over, like it's like a hostage video kind of thing. But whatever, wow. you can do that if you want with the uh, with the action force figures. So uh, you might say they're posable AF. See what I did there? Posable action force. That's what I said. That's right. I might have meant I might have mentioned that to Bobby that stickers that said in like the around the circle posable AF revolutionary AF you know awesome AF might have been really cool but uh, what do I know about marketing yeah. these kids these days anyways that's the news lots of news this week for for a week that. We didn't think we were going to have a ton of news. Everything showed up in the last two days. That's it. They're wait. See, that's why we did the show on Fridays now. Waiting for the news dump. Oh, and today, did you see it on the Pulse uh, podcast today? No. No, nah, it's all Power Ranger stuff. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. That stuff came out when I was in college. Damn. It was, ready, more forgettable. <laughs> my uh, my roommate any uh my freshman year was the first year that power rangers was on and he would not like he we wouldn't he would never go to dinner until power rangers was done he would watch it every day <laughs> i don't even think even when i was like the perfect if i had come out at the perfect age for it i don't think it would have grabbed me it just uh, yeah, it's a little, it was a little silly. Yeah. and But that was two, two shows Eddie would never miss. All my children. <laughs> Power Rangers. Did he turn out okay? He did. He got, he graduated with a 4.0. There you go. And uh, with a, a major in computer science. And, uh. Clear, and a, a picture I, from Luke and Laura's wedding, probably. <laughs> That's General Hospital, man. Whatever! <laughs> I was the one who was not doing something right. No, he has the frame picture of Susan Lucci, if he's a All My Children fan. Oh, was that All My... Yeah, okay. Clutching her Emmy the time she won. Right? Wasn't she the one who got nominated like 50 times but never won? And then finally... Yeah. Something like 17, 18 times in a row. Yeah. I think, I think time number 18 was the charm. Good for her. So good. Yeah, it was good for her. Was and that, that Regis Philbin guest run. I don't remember that. <laughs> Where's Miami? So anyways, we, we do have an entry into the post sock. Uh, which we'll Ooh. here. And so, hi. Uh, are there popular GI Joe characters that you don't care for, or even straight up hate? Clint, Lady J, and Shipwreck were fine in the comics. However, their overkill in the cartoons ruined them for me. Thanks, I'm a big fan of the show. I appreciate all that you do for the entire Joe community. That is from Joe S via email. And so. I, I would say that Shipwreck was not fine in the comics because you never really saw him in the comics. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why 
<laughs> was not well thought. I don't understand. I mean, any 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 character willing to get this personal with a side of beef. Wait, and he landed CoverGirl. So no, obviously she no. wasn't turned off by this. No, I'm I'm not doing that. He, he She's studying the technique. Yeah, she, she no. CoverGirl and Ed Shipwreck were not a thing. They were in IDW, I think. That doesn't count. I'm just saying. It's been or in, I'm sorry, Devil's Soup, Devil's Soup. White yeah. team. The ironic thing about this is if you look at Shipwreck, just getting it done here, right? But he's absolute trash on an electric bull. Like, the skill does not translate at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. I love Polly, though, like counterbalancing as he's... Look, Polly knows his role. Polly knows what's up. So anyways, uh, any popular G.I. Joe characters that you don't care for or straight up hate? Mark Weber, we'll start with you. I mean, the one that, the one that lost me from Jump in the comics was Duke. And I always took more of my uh, cue from the comic than from the show. Yeah. But if you, were, if you remember, it's, it's General Flagg's funeral. And... Here comes the Rattler to wipe them all out, the whole team in one, you know, one fell swoop. And then, uh, you know, Roadblock and, and Duke arrive and shoot the Rattler down. And they go, wow, you're, you guys are really amazing. And he goes, yeah, I'm Duke. I'm going to turn the sorry lot of you into soldiers. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't fly with me. So, and even as I got, they've given him some depth, but. He's always been so two-dimensional to me and so over-pushed that what I like best about Joe and about a lot of different brands and, and shows is when they give you an ensemble cast and give them kind of equal billing. And so you know your guy or gal is going to get a little a moment or some time uh, in the show or comic or, or uh, movie. But it has always been so heavily overbalanced to Duke. And as a young Joe fan who had been there since the beginning, I never liked the guys that they were replacing. So when they're like, well, Duke's the leader on the cartoon, I'm like, well, no, Hawk's the leader. And then when Sci-Fi showed up, I'm like, I already got Flash. And I wouldn't have liked Dial Tone one bit. Matter of fact, I'm like, I remember seeing him on the uh -oh. page and going, and going, communications uh -oh. guy, I got Breaker. I don't need this guy. And I flipped him over from Eugene, Oregon. Oh, well, <laughs> Back maybe, you, maybe you can stay. So, yeah, Shipwreck, Duke. There's two. And Billy. I don't know if Billy counts as popular. Hated Billy. Always hated Billy. I didn't care when they gave him an eye patch. Still not interesting. Gave him uh, ninja training. Still not interesting. Gave him a bionic friggin' leg. Still not interesting. Then they killed him, and I'm like, okay, that's about right. right. <laughs> I won't like Zombie Billy either when they bring him back. All time, Rob, your turn. Uh, I mean, Duke was kind of short-served in the comics. I didn't mind him on the cartoon, you know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of I, I kind of see why, you know, like they didn't use him on the cartoon because, I mean, let's face it, that first Hawk, Hawk figure is bland. Yeah, it's but, true. Um, but yeah, Billy, uh, I mean, if, if you wanted to gr get a comic story to come grinding to a screeching halt, let's write Billy in. Yeah. It's like, yep. oh, he's cover commander's son. That's stopped being interesting a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, B- Billy was a character that that was probably good for an arc and maybe two, but I, I didn't need to see him pull the full, go full ninja. Yeah, just the the whole character arc where he went. To, I, I call it the full Dragon Ball because if you ever <laughs> watch any of the Dragon Ball shows, whoever they're fighting, just stay stay tuned because ten episodes later they're going to be a good guy. Uh, and Billy got that treatment, and so it's just, anyways. Yeah. They could have done, you know, a shorter arc or two arcs, and the death of Billy at the end of it, right? Yeah. And Cobra, it happens. Cobra Commander doesn't do it himself, but he is somehow partially responsible for the circumstances that caused his son's death. And it either gives him his first moment of humanity ever, and it'd be a big moment, right? Or it tips him even further over the edge, and now he's maniacally dangerous. So yeah. that there's the value of that character. But God, he just hung around forever, just making stories bad. <laughs> Again, Bill, Billy had his run, and, and I love the I love the Marvel run. I love Larry Hama's work, but but Billy hung around too long. Six to twelve issues. That's what we're looking for from Billy. Yeah, not. 170. Yeah, I mean they, they had the, they had their chance to get rid of him when scrap iron blew him up. I mean, you know, and then oh, let's bring him back. Yeah. Ugh. I doubt if it was a bunch of calls to that one nine hundred number to save Bill. Yeah, no, no. Right? No. No. They wanted him blown up with they had Jason. their chance that Jason Todd him. Jason Todd, yeah. Jason Todd. Billy's real name. Ooh, you know, Todd. should also should also have stayed dead, but anyway. You see the red hood? Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh you I see like the color. Fans, though. Fans aren't always right. No. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I know Mark is expecting me to answer this with Mercer. Yeah. But that's but not, he's not that popular. Mercer is that's a popular Mercer. character. So. Mm, you're never selling him. Mer- Mercer is the dog crap that you wiped off your shoe on the way in. It's, <laughs> he's, he's not a popular character. Um. I don't know if I if I had characters that I didn't like uh, on the show so much as I had ones that I liked more than others. Like I I, I think hate is is a little too strong for any of them. Um, I liked Flint and Lady J, so I didn't mind having them around as often as possible. I I I liked Duke because even as a child, I recognized that if Duke was there, um, some kind of bodily harm was going to be exacted on that poor man. Seriously, go back and watch the old Sunbow shows and count the number of either head traumas or comas or explosions he gets caught. I mean, Duke is... I feel bad for Duke watching them as an adult because he just... He is getting grievously injured every third episode. Duke should... Duke's not in every episode because Duke has to spend some time letting his bones knit. By on season show, two, he should have been that like punch drunk boxer. That's like, hey, yeah. on a show on a show where people were helicopter or what are they doing? Uh, parachuting out of exploding yeah. helicopters. Yeah, but poor Duke, man. Yeah, Duke's yeah. like ten feet from grenades all the time. Just you know, I guess he never got that transfer he wanted to all my children. Right, where things be a little <laughs> safer, be a bit cleaner. So I, I don't think that I had anybody that I hated. Um, again, just just ones that I wish I saw a little bit more often. I, I've I've been laughing with with Rob. We've been watching from time to time 
the old GI Joe Sunbows on YouTube. And one of the jokes I have is that every time I turn it on, it's going to be somewhere in the middle of Operation Mind Menace. And more oh. often than not, that's true. Yeah. And I'm going to have to watch it until the end because it's the Flash episode, right? Right. It's the only one where he has any kind of role to speak of past just being in the background. So I, I have to hang in there. And even though it's kind of a dopey episode. It's 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 a bad Super Friends episode. I mean, it's just, <laughs> oh. And you're so, so, so negative. Flash is so underserved in the comic too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like his his idea of being kind of the electronics and and mathematics guy, but also the laser gun guy, and like the only the only comic bit I remember is from like issue. God, I forget if it's it's early. It might even be the first one where they get locked into a room and the and they suggest to use the laser to burn the way out. And he said they'd lead up all the oxygen. We'll have nothing left to breathe. Issue three. And, okay, issue three. And, he's, and so he's smart enough to know no bad idea, but he was also highlighting why he won't be of help. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, boys. Uh, so, they, they wound up using him for that anyway, though. Yeah. You know who wrote him really well? Uh, Bill uh, Nedro in his uh, Kindle World stuff made him an actual laser sniper. And it was yeah. really good, really good. Yeah. So he he got Joe so well. I can't. I love his work. So, but but yeah, Stalker and Snake Eyes were stuck in that armory room with Flash, and they just were like, eh, whatever. We're gonna rack out. You got this." Yeah, exactly. And they're yeah. like, "I remember they were like Snake Eyes. Any suggestions? Yeah, nothing. And, okay. and but but they were right. Flash had it." Yeah, but Flash was an interesting guy in the comic because it, it, whenever he turned up, he was doing something big. He didn't turn up very often, but like he was up in the space shuttle fixing a satellite. He was he was there in in uh, in issue one, uh, bypassing all the security things by you know frying a cable that long, you know, with his laser and and and. Uh, even in the Devils Do Run, he was the guy who, when they when they went back to the second Wingfield's compound, he was the guy who blew it up. Yeah, you know he and, he and his in the Devils Do Run, blowing up a terror drum. And mean, the, his farewell was big, right? Like, yeah, like Flash, was, I always liked him, but he was never one of my absolute favorites. But when he bit it in Devils Do, I was like, oh, that's that's one of the thirteen, man. You can't, yeah. Just, Throw them away. I, I had uh, I had a long running uh, argument with with Brandon Jerwa uh, because they made a mistake when they revealed a couple issues later the memorial plaque for the Joes who died in that mission. They left Flash's name off it by mistake. Oh, maybe Gambello was too long to fit on there. Maybe I don't know, but but anyways, my my argument was because he wasn't there, they didn't oh. actually kill Flash. Right, he wasn't dead. And and Jerwa told and uh, mind you, Brandon Jerwa wrote the issue, so yes, he knows. Yeah, I am going against the writer of the story, but he said no, 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 <laughs> man, Flash is dead. And I'm like, not dead. He's not. Right? A <laughs> He's not dead. There's no body. I look, it's really an either or situation, right? Either he's alive, or you really screwed up a very key moving detail. So uh, you tell me. If if you want to go back in the archives, you can actually hear him and I have that argument on this show. <laughs> if you you go down to the, the link to Podbean is down below. Uh, if you it, want to go it, back, 
a few years ago to hear Mike and Brandon Jerwa duking it out over the demise of Flash, my second favorite show. One of the only things that I really liked out of Citizen's Run, which I know is, you can't say polarizing because most people didn't like it, um, but the bit of where rock and roll had shot uh, Grand Slam, fearing he was a dire wraith, and Grand Slam was just about to shoot rock and roll too. Mm -hmm. um, but originally that was going to be Flash. And that was one pushback I gave. And I didn't give many, but I was like, you know what? We already gave Flash a, a heroic, you know, meaningful exit in a previous comic. And Grand Slam never gets to do anything. And they look the same. So <laughs> just color the gloves different. And, you know, we're good. If you give go back to the old Marvel run, I believe Grand Slam held the record for most, uh, most times as a casualty. I believe he was shot the most often. Right? And he yeah. wore all that padding. Yeah. Isn't there one of the uh, covers of like 16, 17 or something is Major Blood. I forget if it's Blood on the bus grabbing yeah. and someone on the motorcycle is grabbing. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that Grand Slam on the motorcycle grabbing the gun? Yeah. That, that's his moment. He, he, he beats the snot out of Major Blood on that bus. Outstanding. Yeah. Like that, that's great. Son. Must have been mad about the Packers or something. Did Tim Roberts get that issue too? No, I got that one. 19's the one I missed, man. And it was the big one, right? Death of Flags. Ugh. And he got, Storm, he got Storm Shadow before me. That's the first time I ever saw Storm Shadow. The figure was Tim holding him up across the lunch table and waving him around. <laughs> The uh, that that that's it for post sock right there. That's that's all we've got in in the post sock. Shipwreck's finally done. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no, it's it's been a long time at sea, boys. <laughs> I guess any port in a storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I could probably figure out a way to bring him back. Hang on. That's okay. <laughs> That's, That's all right. I already see him every time I blink. So you That's know. a Les Miserables line. Think I'll drop my anchor in that harbor over there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Master of the house. That's it. <laughs> One day more. <laughs> oh, no. Here it comes. It's like in triplicate now. Uh, pardon me while I step out of the room to beat someone with that baseball bat. Can you speed it up? I wonder who. <laughs> this yeah, is, this it's not working for me. I love the name of the title. The title of the gift? Shipwreck Beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dirtiest thing we've ever said on the show. <laughs> And I was here for it. All That's right. it. See, you know why? Boys by now. No rules. <laughs> it's Thunderdome. <laughs> no rules. Rule number one, there are no rules. That's it. <laughs> so that is going to open up the floor for crowd questions. If you are in the live stream, if you are here tonight, by all means, hit us with a question. This is your time. We got a few minutes. It's outstanding work. So all we're going to let you think up a few. Uh, we'll give you an update. 
As of the beginning of the episode tonight, we were at 420 subscribers. 420, baby! Smoke if you got him. That's right. Uh, so we were at 420. We actually came down from 421. But I, I feel... Oh, it's probably, yeah, no. It was probably shipwreck. Right? Somebody left? Oh, we're up to 422. Now we're talking. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Now get off of there because you're, you're. I know. Yeah. 422. We got uh, still a ways to go before we get to 500 and give some stuff away. What we need you guys to continue to do, you're doing a, you've done a great job, obviously, of subscribing yourselves. We need you to take this link and post it places. Um, we need you to share. We need to get the word out. We need people to see what kind of fun we have week after week after week uh, to where they want to join in and, and have some fun as well. Hopefully we will soon get to doing some more short content stuff with Joe Colton's postcards from loser town. And of course the honchos lazy bastard corner. So good. So uh, among other things we have, we have a few other, ideas that we're going to kick the tires on to. So, okay, starting to get some questions in. And uh, first one from I'm ready. Polly. Anyone need a set of those two-inch classified figurines? Uh, if Joe Colton probably needs enough red ninjas to fill a Christmas tree. Yep, if by set you mean 180 red ninjas, I know a gal. Yeah, we... We, <laughs> we, we can hook you up, Phil. <laughs> So that, that's where you need to uh, direct that inquiry. Do you need enough red ninjas to fill a Christmas tree? Mm -hmm. And I bet you the answer will be yes. Yep. So Maybe uh, she'll hollow them out and make candles out of them, right? Uh, and then they can just melt as the season goes? Or uh, the, 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 less we, the less we see Joe Colton with power tools, the better I feel. I suppose that's true. Uh, Chris Farney asks, how many new fans do you think the Classified Land has brought to Joe? My my short answer on that would be many, uh, thousands. Uh, you think? I do because I think six inches became its own line. Like the scale became a line. Like there there were collectors out there who were like, yeah, you know, I I just uh, GI Joe's great and all, but I, everything I do is in six inches now, and they're out of scale. Well, now right. it goes in six inches, uh, so they're back on board. So I I think. The change in scale did a lot towards getting GI Joe back into the mainstream because whether whether you like six inches, whether you like four inches, uh, whether you like twelve inches, six inches is is where the money is made right now. So uh, I, I don't think that the the scale the classified the scale of the classified line has has not hindered it in the least. It's it certainly helped. Uh, Mark, what do you think? I think it can, and I think I might even go so far to say as it will. But I've been in stores you know, more than I probably should have been during a pandemic, and I've seen less than 10 classified figures hanging on the shelf to date. So I, I agree that it has made some new collectors or brought some lapsed collectors back, but it has to be people who are already following or interested in Joe or finding out through whatever toy channels they watch. Because at retail, it's for at least where I've been, Rhode Island mainly, it's been so hot 
that there's been absolutely zero chance of attracting the walk-up purchase. Mm. And, you know, on some level, you definitely want to err on that side of it when you're relaunching the line. But if they had thought too much of it and produced double the numbers and they were sitting or clogging a little bit, especially with a movie that got bumped a couple months later, it could have been awful for the line. So, you know, give Hasbro credit for erring on the correct side. It's a lot better to have people say, wow, that stuff is hot. We can barely keep it uh, on the shelves than to say, well, you know, we sold quite a bit, but then it got kind of kind of cooled off. So it's the right side of that equation to be on. But I think they're way too far over on that side. I think they left a lot of uh, a lot of fruit on the vine, so to speak. And I don't think you'll see the big the big jump for the brand. And what they should be most focused on is new collectors and young collectors. Not that they're going to float the line, but if you aren't making new and young collectors, then it's just diminishing returns eventually. Now, maybe that's a long spiral down the drain, but it's still a spiral down the drain. So got to have some on shelves, especially when the movie comes out, to get new kids into the brand. And then maybe they'll do that. I'm sure that's the plan. So I hope uh, I hope they embrace the popularity of it a little bit more and get the retailers to dive in a little deeper. Rack time, Rob. I I don't know how many new fans it's attracted just because I don't know how often those new fans actually, like Mark's saying, see the product on the shelf. Um, I mean, when I walk, when I wander down the aisle, um, I, there was, a, there was a couple of weeks, like at the, around the beginning of the year, I saw a roadblock, right. You know, and it was, you know, one of the original roadblocks, you know, I got lucky when, when I got firefly, I got lucky. I happened to go in for, you know, tied, you know, one day and said, yeah, well, I'm at target here. Let me check out the old, uh, so let's check the toy aisle. See if anything popped in. Oh, firefly. Uh, here, look, there's four of them. Okay. But I mean, like those four fireflies, the time I got my beachhead, like they were like the whole case must have just been put out because it looked like there was about like eight of them. Um, you know, those have been like the most I've ever seen of like the G.I. Joe figure, the classified figures at retail. Every other time it's been like, it's been one or two. Oh, there's a roadblock in a Scarlet. Or, oh, look, there's a snake. I never saw Destro on the shelf. Well, and given given how, how often the first, the really cool... Uh standee displays were like even when those when those emptied it's kind of when you see one empty they're still serving a purpose this was hot yeah. and it sold out except that joe fans were bogarting them left and right so if they had some more uh shelf advertising right to show that this is where it should be Maybe. it would at least tell people wow it's hot the way those, that's been weeks and we still those, can't find it the way, so the way those were created for walmart is they were non-refillable so Walmart was under the direction that once those were empty to get rid of them. To pitch them. So if if guys are taking those home, whatever, that's fine because that's all that was, that's all that's going to happen. Most of the time, I mean, most of the time these days, those cardboard things are kind of like non-refillable. To pitch them. I they're, think, yeah, they're going to come with like they may even come with the stock that you you know that they want you to you know throw in there, mm -hmm. um, you know, on those displays and then you know pitch. I know when I worked for Borders and, and Barnes and Noble, um, I mean, we would get those things in all the time. 
Mike just gave himself, he made it a two-man show, him and Shipwreck. Yeah. That's the future, I guess. <laughs> it's good. It's going to be the future if he keeps this up. Oh, Let me go. check on the subscriber count now. Oh, yeah. Uh, 412. <laughs> One, 408. Four. Four, 405. Stop oh, it, Mike! Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's going up. What are these? Uh, yeah. On the center and left. All new resource. Center and left of that image, that's our show. On the right, that's the people. All <laughs> right. So, actually, your expert. It's his rookie show, and here he is with a question. So don't uh, don't haze the rookie too bad. Uh, what kind of GI Joe collections do you guys have? What do you mainly focus on or want to get? Rack time, Rob. Why don't you take this one first? Well, let's see. I mean, in terms of the vintage stuff, it's pretty much the vintage stuff I had as a kid. Um, I have a lot of the 25th anniversary. Uh, you know. And you know, construction era, a lot. Uh, and now, I mean, I've got you know all the class. I've been lucky enough to to get all the classified stuff that I've wanted to this point. So, or you know, have it on order. Which have a lot of the comics. Have the full run of trades if you want to consider that. So, Mark Webb's just talking. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've been a comic collector almost from the start. I didn't know the comic had come out because, again, Spinnerack. Uh, I think issue five was my first. And then I got a couple of the back issues. It took me a while to find, like, number one. And I think three eluded me forever. Um, so, but I've got a full run of comics uh, and continue to buy even the ones I don't like. Racktime Rob probably knows exactly the one I'm talking about. Uh, as I said, I've said before on the show, but uh, the Cliff Snow version of it, I collected in a co-collection with a kid who was a year older than me. I actually lived right over there, Eric McGlasson. Uh And uh, one summer he went away for a month and I did his paper route for him. Paper route paid 40 bucks a month. That's big money in 1986. And he was a year older than me and aging out of it quicker. And he said, hey, Webb, how about I don't pay you and I went, I don't like where this is going. Uh, I keep the 40 bucks and you keep all the Joes. And this was like 86. We had almost everything to that point. And I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. So Sold American. Good. So I think I was in for another three years or so and then took a long break. And then when I was in college, eBay, I was just out of college, eBay launched. And I started backfilling. So I have a pretty sizable collection, almost all loose all packed up in the basement and a very small list of accessories that I'm missing. And they're all the same ones. Everybody is missing, right? The yeah. Water baton, you know, somebody's visor, heavy metals, damn microphone. I'm missing everything that everybody's missing. And so when I get to, to check off one of those boxes, it's a, it's a good day uh, for the Weber collection. Hey, you know, it's funny. You said number five was your first issue. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. And I, I ended up co-collecting with, a, with a, a kid two years younger than me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. What happened eventually? Did you guys split it up back to whoever it belonged to? Or? Uh, well, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, basically, you know, since it was Mike, it was just, you know. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it was a dick. <laughs> 
as far as what I what I collect right now, I'm just uh, picking and choosing classified, which uh, makes it sound a lot more selective than it is. I'm I'm getting most of them, uh, just some of the very variant ones. I'm not terribly interested. Profit director Destro, eh, whatever. You know, Regal Cobra Commander, eh, yeah. Um, uh, Vacation Fort- Roadblock, Fortnite Snake Eyes, yeah. Vacation Roadblock, I would have picked up had I seen it one more time, but I, I, the other priorities got in the way first. Anyways, um, and, and when I can find one that's affordable, I'll buy an '86 Beachhead, and that's about it. I'm actively collecting right this second. Mike, if you found what's the highest price you would pay for an '86 beachhead with all his stuff loose, no file card, with a broken crotch? Oh wow! No, broken crotch is it takes a lot of the value out of it because that, that a deal? Is it a deal breaker or it, like it? Kind of like it would have to be a really good one size. I guess you could get him and use the accessories for some of your better beachheads. Yeah, or or even the other parts for some of the better ones. But right. yeah, but that 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 waist piece is, if you're going to break down the value of that figure, that waist piece is easily the most valuable piece. What would you pay for a loose beachhead figure only, good shape, broken crotch? Ah, uh, or do I, you not need that? I I wouldn't necessarily need it. I, I I can say I wouldn't go double digits on it. Yeah, if right? selling me one for five, six, eight dollars, I might do that. You Frankenstein them together, like if, if that guy had really good knees, would you buy him and swap the legs out on an existing guy, crotch it, intact? It would it would uh, it would have to be a really like it would have to be a really minty one. Otherwise, I'm not going to put that kind of effort into it. Yeah, I see. Other, it, so who, it, hey, here's a question: Who's the lazy bastard now? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's my thing, man. Back off. It's gimmick infringement. It, it's one of like I tell everybody: if 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 I'm going to spend my own money on Beach Party '86, which you can find on our Instagram feed, Instagram link below. Um, if I'm going to spend money on Beach Party '86, it's going to be a whole figure. I don't like buying broken figures. You know, I yeah. want him to have his thumbs. I want him to have his waist piece. Uh, cracked elbows I can fudge a little bit on because that that's that's less egregious. If somebody is giving me one that's broken up and busted up, I then he's going in the collection because that's right. No question. Um and and that's happened. I, I actually we I had a fan send one in that that had a broken waist piece. He's he's part of he's part of Beach Party 86. He's fan entrant. So those are accepted from outside. If you have one that you just can't seem to get rid of, I'm your Huckleberry. Aren't there some terrible colored fun school beachheads? There is a red one out there that's really rare. Does he fit? Is he part of the party? He wouldn't be part of Beach Party 86, no. So he's Rudolph, basically, but right? He would be part of... Uh, part of... Uh, my, my fun school squad. Right. Do you have that beachhead? You probably do. I, no, I don't have the red one. I have the regular fun school beachhead. That pale green weirdo looking one. Yeah. yeah I, have, I have one of the classic fun school, and then I have one of the ones with the Russian card backs. Nice. Yeah. Got to find that red one, though, if you're out there, folks. 
He, I know a guy. That is a several hundred dollar kind of figure. So I don't, so what? You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> over. So oh, let's see if I can do this right. Somebody over. Nope. There. It's got to be a high priced lawyer, right? <laughs> or an international man of mystery with disposable income. Let's get it done. It's probably Crocodile Joel. Yeah. Okay. But um, Matt Rubin's got five bucks. He says, "Yeah, there you go. This is here. He is probably been asked, but what vehicles would Yins? Yins? What is yes? Yins? It's the thing. <laughs> is that the thing? Is that like Ewins? It's a Pittsburgh thing. Yeah. Like to be in the retro line. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't care that much about the retro line. It's kind of a whatever they send me. I'm happy enough with kind of deal. Um, new Fang looks a little bit weird, but I it, it looks like it makes a little bit more sense at the same time. <laughs> I barely recognize it as a Fang with the propellers still on. It. Right. If they uh, broke yeah. it off, I'd be like, yeah, it's a Fang. Yeah. <laughs> or at the very least, the red, you know, uh, roll bar, roll yeah. bar on the back. Yeah. How many? That's probably the only Joe's Cobra ever killed was from the roll bars breaking off the fangs and falling and nailing oh, a Joe down. on the ground. That's probably why they designed them that way. It's brilliant. But um, I, I'd like to see more. I, I really want to see more of the smaller vehicles. I want to see uh, claws and trouble bubbles and things like that more than a I need. Silver Mirage that stays together. Right. They, I, they've never made that. <laughs> that thing was yeah. junk from the start. I hated that toy. I don't need. I know this is blasphemous, but I don't need more hiss tanks. I don't need more awe strikers. Enough with the hiss tanks and the awe strikers. Um, but stuff stuff I can continue to army build, I guess, is okay. I you know I, I don't know. Skyhawks are always a fun vehicle. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I, it's it's a it's. It's not a great question for me because I'm not super in on the retro line. What about you, Rob? I, I, you know, like I said, Skyhawks are kind of a fun vehicle, uh, you know, depending on how they do it. The original Skyhawk, you know, always looked a little chintzy. I mean, especially when you compare to how they, the nice update that they did in the, you know, anniversary line. How about you, Mark? I mean, the, the we know they're not tooling anything new, right? So, yeah. and the existing tooling for Joe vehicles is, well, I mean, they might they might tool a piece or something, right? Yeah. But that Fang's not new head to toe. So, no. and the the agonizing truth, which I'm not breaking any news here, there aren't met, there isn't much vehicle tooling left intact. So. Pretty much what you've seen in the last 20 years might exist and even might not exist, right? So the one that we were working on that we were going to put out in a vehicle box that got canceled was the Hammer, which is a really good vehicle. So I wouldn't mind him putting out a Hammer. I always thought that yeah. because it came out late in the Joe line when Joe's popularity was waning, at least compared to its heyday, I always thought that was an undervalued or an underappreciated vehicle. Some of the late stuff like the Cobra Hurricane, which I think is an amazing jet, just because it came out late, it never quite got the pub it deserved. And so I'd love to see. I know the hammer tooling existed at least a couple of years ago. Love yeah, the Hurricane is like the one jet fighter Cobra ever had. Yeah, it's great jet. but yeah. And the pilot's cool. I loved Vapor, but 
he it just came out so late it never was that cool so something i i like the idea of something like the hammer something as big as they could probably release um but i also like the idea of the they always made money on those bite-sized vehicles right the stuff that you already mentioned the claws the trouble bubbles the, the armadillo right the two flagpoint stuff yeah that stuff sold big and i bet it could again um again if they were making enough figures to match you know the vehicle need because they haven't been making vehicles so deep that somebody might buy three or four or five right yeah. like i wonder if they only made as many fangs as they did his tanks because his tanks weren't hard to find right feels no. like feels like they maybe overproduced a little bit or were just about right on the his tank so if we're going to go absolute fantasy sports on that answer what's the one thing that you haven't seen that you want to see in the retro line i, I want to see the hammer i want to see the big one hammer okay rob in the hammer um shoot do, 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 do. yeah we are because we do need a joe vehicle out of that because he just had a cobra my pick's the dragonfly. Yeah. Yeah, and that exists. They have yeah. that drilling, or they did a couple of years ago. So it's not a bad call. What would it what would it run now, you think? Forty? Yeah, probably. probably. You know it what? Was that, it was good size. So yeah. If that if that got us a new good wild bill, that'd be pretty outstanding, yeah. right? Has Wild yeah, Bill ever a, had since his beginning? Has he ever had a great figure? I don't know. Not really. I don't oh. know. I, I didn't mind the old ones from the, the vintage line. I like the original Bill. I think the original Bill's great. I thought the second Bill wasn't bad either. Um, he got underdone in the construction because they, they gave him that pea head. Yeah. That tiny little head. Otherwise, he'd have been okay. Yeah. Little plane should have averaged his head and mine, right? And then, yeah, we'd both be better off. <laughs> Could have been Wild Bill with his co-pilot, Wild Web. Pardon. All right, Pardon. Are the Jada Toys one thirty-second scale Hiss and Vamp still coming out? And would you guys like to see more micro-scaled vehicles? As far as the Jada Toys ones, ah, couldn't tell you. I've never seen the vehicles. Yeah, I I haven't. Hide hair or promotional picture of any of that stuff. So those those metal figures are clogging the pegs, but yeah. Um, and would we like to see more micro scale vehicles? I would. I guess we'd like to see micro scale vehicles first to know if we want to see more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm certainly interested. I'm not. I don't care about the figures, but I, the vehicles I am more intrigued by because yeah. they have a little bit more play value. You know, you can sit there and just mess around with them when you're on the phone or whatever. Hot Wheel sized, yeah, you know. Well, and we're further away from Back time Rob's frozen out despite being only in the same How'd that happen? Now I'm frozen. I well, I think I'm still here. I'm all about the vehicles because we're further away than getting from getting legit sized or classified sized vehicles at all. So I'm all about the vehicles. That's why I think they're more interesting than the figures. Gentlemen. There we go. Hey. It was a solo yeah. show for a little while. Yeah, it's it's not a team stream unless we have a, a wife. Yeah. 
I was like, I can go solo, but I haven't done it before. So yeah. I riffed, I riffed for about 30 seconds, and guess what? We've got 500 subscribers, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. We just had to send me to Bend. Who knew? <laughs> Classy shows like Saturday Night Live get live from New York. We get live from Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon, baby. Yeah, so that means I can expense this trip. An American dad solid. favorite. Solid. Right. Uh, Loser Town Letters could be an entire channel by itself. That is the damn truth. Great whatever. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that channel. I'll be the first subscriber. Joe Self asks, what's the first figure and vehicle that got you started on G.I. Joe back in the day? For me, it was Breaker and the Ram. And he was confused because he was like, does he have a beard? He has a beard, but he doesn't hear. I don't get it. So I, I over the last 10 years, this story has been, my, my story on this has been told time and time and time again. Uh, and it is directly connected to the gentleman in the bottom square. So Yeah, but you don't tell it right. Oh! It's <laughs> entirely possible. Fighting words. Yeah. I, look, for, step one of that story had nothing to do with me. So yeah. the expert is, is here, can, can put some light on that. But Mark, since, since our stories are conjoined, why don't you go ahead first? What so was there's a GI there's Joe figure and vehicle. Still open store uh, here in Bend, Oregon. It's kind of like a Target, except for they don't, you know, treat their customers terrible. Uh, it's called Buy Mart, B-I dash Mart. And I remember walking down the toy aisle, and there they were. And you know, this is '82. You didn't have any idea this was coming, right? And I had had a, I had a Super Joe vehicle that I got for Christmas years before. So it was that that big orange pontoon boat plane thing that was a 12-inch scale vehicle that they just repainted and redecoed and gave to Super Joe, who was an 8-inch scale figure. So he would sit, like, driving up here in it. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> but it, you could, you could uh, reconfigure it in different ways to make it an actual jet. It came with little phone books for him to sit on. It, I mean, it didn't quite work, but it was a cool vehicle. I bet it was crazy for the 12-inch guys years before. But anyway, so I kind of knew the Joe thing. I had some Super Joe, but Super Joe didn't last long. And I saw him right there on the peg, all, a whole bunch. And I, I just thought they were so awesome. I was a Star Wars kid to that point, right? And I saw the articulation and went, I'm, I'm so done with Star Wars right now. And remember, that's when you're waiting three years between movies with no content. Yeah. So I'm just like, because I would have been, what, a year before Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I still don't know what happens to Han Solo. I don't know if Luke's getting, if that new hand's going to work for him or what. Uh, and I saw all the Joes, and I went through them. I franchised a Burger King. <laughs> I don't remember. The one that I don't remember, I don't remember if Snake Eyes was an option. Because I find it hard to believe that I would have seen Snake Eyes being brand new to all of them at once and not picked him. But I only had enough money for one. So from a wide assortment of Joes, because I had, I remember going through them and I had a bunch to choose from, I picked Stalker. I thought Stalker looked so badass compared to the rest of them, right? Because he had the camo and the machine gun and the beret. He just looked awesome to me out of what, out of what was available. So, and I only had three bucks. So Stalker was the first Joe 
And then a couple weeks later, I think we were on a, a trip to see our grandparents in Michigan, and I got the Ram. I bet the Ram was a lot of people's first vehicle if they were 82 kids like me. So, yeah, Stalker and the Ram, that's it for me. All right, so Rack Time Rob, I've been telling the story for 10 years. <laughs> nice of you to say something before tonight when we're live. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and tell the story for real then, and I will put Shipwreck up next to you. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, so Mike, Mike, and I had seen like the commercials for the comic book and the toy, like the action figures, and kind of like eh, I don't know, didn't thrill us. And then I went to the mall one day with my grandmother, and we we're walking through J.C. Penney's, and you know, back in the, the old days, department stores actually had toy departments. And I walked by, and I was like, "What are those?" You know. Look at the package art, and you know it's like, well, so I go over. It's those, oh, it's those GI Joe figures are talking about. I flipped, you know, I picked up, looking at them on the wall. I mean, they probably had like just about like all the original figures. And pick up Snake Eyes, and it's like there's a file card on the back tells you what it's about. So I was like, I need to get this. I need to get Snake Eyes. So we paid for Snake Eyes, did a whole bunch of other stuff. And on the way back, I was looking at the back. Said they have a laser rifle guy. So on the way back, I grabbed Flash. Uh, you know, so I came home one day with with Snake Eyes and Flash, and then I decided, well, these toys are cool. I guess I'll check out that comic book they've been advertising. So then we got the uh, started getting the comic book because the uh, number five, number five. Thanks for the memories. Mm -hmm. And then you know, then I I think during the summer I got a Cobra Trooper because they had you know decided to do the Cobras. I was like, oh, they're making the bad guys now. Because those, those two original figures I had were actually nine back figures. Okay. They didn't even have the Cobras on the back. And then in terms of like the vehicles, for Christmas of 82, I got all the vehicles. Every one. Every one of them. And Mike got none? At zero. <laughs> Did you ask for a Mike or yeah. were you not in yet? Zero vehicles. I was totally in. I got, I got four <laughs> figures, but I, did, I got no vehicles. Did that, you figure you'd just play with the ones Rob had? Or I, I think I think my folks were concerned that being a little bit younger, uh, that all that military stuff would turn me into some kind of sociopath. I gotcha. Uh, needless to say, I had already begun to turn into a sociopath. <laughs> the military stuff had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Like like they were it was New York, and so attitudes towards guns are a little different. Even for people that aren't necessarily anti-gun, as our, our parents, you know, are were not, um, it's just it's not like it is here in the Midwest or out west or or you know the north or the south. It's just different. So the fact that everybody was running around with a machine gun bothered our folks, and and probably specifically our mom, a, a bit. And so I think that was a big part of why. Um, I didn't get a ton of GI Joes that first Christmas. Again, got got several of the figures, but none of the vehicles. It it was more than made up for um, being you know Catholic boys. Uh, my first Holy Communion was the next spring, and so 1983 was Mike's year. Okay. Okay. So, well, actually, it was your birthday, I think, because uh, Mom sent me and Grandma out. Same event. They were the same day. Ooh. Yeah, they did probably get, were. <laughs> did you get double presents or did you get Webbered like I do every December? 
got a it was a little bit of a Weber. It was just like it was it was more people than I normally saw. Okay. But it wasn't it wasn't so much because like I did not get like a whole bunch of stuff for first communion, you know, so it's not like they were gonna do like present them up for first communion. So the they were like kind of like for his birthday, you know. Okay. They, they, they was and they kind of said, "Well, kind of, let's find him some." And she sent gr me and Grandma out to find, you know, GI Joe stuff for Mike because, like, mm -hmm. well, Rob will tell you what to, what to get him. Yeah. So. Right. So, really, this Flash is uh, Mike's favorite Joe from year one, right? By far. Yeah. So when you came home with Snake Eyes and Flash, it must have been love at first sight, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So, but my did. Did you have to get your own Flash, or did you just play yeah. with Rob's? Eventually, yeah. He eventually got his own Flash. My Our folks. Joe, my first Joe was Stalker as well, because okay. I didn't want to get the same ones that Rob had. Sure. This way, we could kind of expand the base a little bit, and Stalker was frankly badass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our I, folks would buy us doubles of like the uh, would buy us each our own of like the single carded figures, but uh, the vehicles. You know, like we would, you know, basically I would get like, let's say like the Mobat and, you know, Mike would get, you know, his tank or, you know, something like that. So. Right. I had, yeah. I had Cobra stuff out the wazoo. Uh, yeah, was, I got a lot of the big Joe vehicles and Mike got a lot of the big Cobra vehicles. Okay. That's the way it worked out. What's interesting here is that Mike finds out or sees the Joe figures secondhand when Rob brings them home. But Rob and I both, I didn't even know they were coming. Rob had some idea from the advertising, but we both fell in love with G.I. Joe and are still in love with G.I. Joe 39 years later because of the abundance of them on the pegs. Yeah. And I know retail's totally different now, but stumbling onto something awesome, I mean, who knows if that didn't have some, that might not have been part of why it, it sunk its claws in so deep. I mean, I mean, they were amazing toys, and the file cards were so valuable and underappreciated long term. But having them on the shelf is what grabbed me because there were a bunch. I got to go through a bunch and select my favorite. And nowadays, you're lucky to find one on the peg from a wave of four yeah. or five. So, and I mean, if you look at, if, I mean, if you look at Hasbro stuff. If I walk into a Target or Walmart, I hardly not. I mean, not only do I not see GI Joes, there's a mess of empty pegs where Marvel Legends used to be. Yeah. There's a mess of empty pegs where Transformers used to be. Yeah. I mean, the stuff's not getting restocked. And I don't know if that's if and whether that's on Hasbro or, that. or the store yeah. or both. But when I was running Generations, man, they were pretty well on pegs and they sold like crazy. Transformers so, is about the only one I'll find like on pegs, and it's mostly like the same stuff you see every time. Yeah, the only uh, and Mattel, Mattel's no better. Um, I mean, like the Masters of the Universe is in all retail now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and know, you, basically, there's like you a can peg tell that. you can tell that because it's sitting there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, every, like all that stuff's empty. I mean, distribution was a problem for Mattel when they were running DC Universe Classics, which is. Uh, you know, a line that I really liked. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the only the only toy line that I see that gets refilled regularly and rotates product in is the stuff that McFarlane's doing for DC and that Spin Master's doing for DC. McFarlane Toys, man, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Hey, did you know that I mean, it's uh, nine hundred different versions of Batman? Yeah. But 
you know, at least they're rotate. I mean, they're they're putting it on the shelf. You know, and I know it's selling because it's a different assortment every time I go in. The Venkman figures came in packs of forty. Did you know that? Yes, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. yeah, I can still I can still walk in and get a whole set of Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. And uh, for our friend, our new friend, action figure expert, Beach Party eighty six is the code name given to my collection of version one beachheads. Uh, you can see pictures on our Instagram account, uh, which you can get to through the links down in the description. And he nicknamed you P. What up, P? What up? What up, P? I don't know. Although Mike technically isn't our first Joe Bulletman. I guess technically, but that's a whole other story. I'm not going back and yeah. recapping that now. Tough guy. So uh, that brings us to what? Are, what does that bring it to? What we got in? Webb, you've been traveling this week. You got anything? Yeah. Week? Well, I almost got a Maximilian figure in, but he didn't have a stand, and that's a thing. <laughs> that's a robot that hovers. So if you're not going to give him a stand, I would have bought it if it had a stand. Fifteen bucks, a good-looking figure, big red robot with spinning claws. I'm in, but there's no stand. So as cool as you think he looks, he looks great in the back. He's leaning on something or laying on his front or back on your desk. Or you got to buy a stand for him, right? So, meh. So, yeah, didn't get that in. Uh, I got two things in in their clothing. Would you like a fashion show? Of course you would. So, <laughs> right here we have the debut of the... Uh, Hey, snazzy baseball swag. My side hustle that launches this Tuesday. And where can everybody find that, Mark Weber? Uh, you can't. It's a limited run of two. No, no. Where, where can everybody find Eternal Baseball? Oh, well, that's easy. Go to www.eternalbaseball.com. It's a, a sim featuring the greatest franchise. We built the best teams ever for every franchise. Uh, that's 30 major league franchises plus the returning Montreal Expos and the brand new Birmingham Knights, which is comprised of the best players in Negro League history. And tomorrow on EternalBaseball.com and on our Facebook and Twitter feeds, uh, we're going to unveil the logo for the Birmingham Knights. And it's sensational. I can't wait to uh, to show it off tomorrow. So anyway, that's the side hustle. But opening day is Tuesday the 16th. So Coming up, and then I stopped by. There's people are always around at Ben going, "Hey, look, it's the last blockbuster, right?" Because it is. But I'm all nah, bro. That's the second Pacific Video, baby. Because that's what it was when I opened it up. But I stopped by there, and for our friend Adam Riches, who's a huge blockbuster fan, we got the old. <laughs> Get closer to the screen. Blockbuster and chill. There you go. So we're sending one out to uh, Adam Riches, my request, and my old friend Keisha. I got them some Blockbuster shirts. So that's what I got in this week. Oh, and I got in a new appreciation for uh, Kansas City Royals fans. (laughs) (laughs) About as much appreciation as a, as about as much appreciation as a good Yankee fan should. Yeah, and I was happy when they won their last World Series, but I was still pulling for the match. I'm like, I hate the Royals. Screw those guys. I was happy enough for them um, because finally they would stop whining. You're wrong about that, apparently. But okay. I was, but but uh, yeah. 
Because they immediately went back in the tank. Now they're probably just complaining that the 2016 team isn't as good as the 1985 team. Maybe they can get Frank White and Willie Wilson to come back out. Yeah. And Bianca Lana. Ugh. Always buddy Bianca Lana. How, how much does owning a successful rib joint figure into the stats on Eternal Baseball? <laughs> I'll ask Bob Hamlin, and we'll find out. <laughs> well, Cameron that, Bob Hamlin. That's that's how much does eating at rib joints figure into <laughs> This is when this is that great Letterman moment when he had the fun gifts for Christmas and there was the lazy Yankee fan heckling hat and it had the speaker <laughs> on the top and he just pulled it pulled a string and it went run Balboni you fat <laughs> so good Balboni Steve, Steve Bam Bam Balboni or was it Bye Bye Balboni Bye Balboni. Oh, hi, Balboni. The guy know, he, to make room for Don Mattingly. Yeah. I think that's trading up. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, what you get in this week? Well, uh, this came in last week. Oh. Yeah. I like how you're holding it like it's dirty. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> oh. And this came this week. Nice. 278. I don't know what's happened to Paul's book. It's... It vanished. I believe this coming Wednesday. Because I think it's actually supposed to be that Castle, what was it Castle Fall special or something? Or? Oh, yes. I think it yeah. got back a little bit. But yes, I, I believe this coming week is Castle Fall. Uh, anything else? No. No? Nothing? Yeah, nothing Joe related. That, that doesn't matter. Well, I got a, let's see, I got the, uh, the uh, 86 Studio Series Hot Rod from Hasbro Pulse. There you go. See, pe people want to know. People want to know more. Yeah. And then uh, Marvel Legends Firestar from Entertainment Earth. Redhead. Yep. Ginger. Yeah. Got to got to dig up got to dig up the Iceman I bought a long time ago and put them put them both next to Spidey. Right. They're super friends. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. That cartoon's terrible, but I love it. It is awful. But it's awesome, awful. <laughs> she comes with Miss Lion, right? Yes, she comes with she comes with the puppy. Comes with the dog. Yes. Uh, me, like comic head and cartoon head. So yeah, I got cool. nothing this week. So we'll move on to shoutouts. Mark Weber, why don't you why don't you kick things off live from Bend, Oregon? I'd like to sh uh, shout out to all my new friends from the Kansas City Royal Royals and Montreal Expo fan bases. Got to know them a little <laughs> bit better this week. Uh, uh, to my mom, Noel Weber, who's putting me up at uh, the Weber Estate here on Diamond Road. Appreciate that. The fine folks at uh, Dandy's Drive-In Burgers, one of the only places left from when I was here, uh, which did a good job uh, taking care of us today. Um, to Ken and Debbie Tischer, who opened the first Pacific video here, which uh, hired me as a high school sophomore, and has now turned into the last blockbuster on Earth. Uh, and Matt Rubin was asking about it. And yeah, it is open. It's the last one, and they still do really good rental business here. So I stopped by and ran around and just took a look, but uh, Ken wasn't in, and there's nobody there that I know, so I didn't knock or ask any questions i just bought my t-shirts and made my way out but uh 
that's it for that's it for the Ben portion of it. We do always give a give a shout out to our boy uh, Jamie uh, Sullivan, who's you know recovering. So we want to send him our best and and hope things turn around for him soon. Yeah, I want to throw another one on on the top of the the COVID wish there. Uh, Joe artist Brian Shear also came down with COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. so uh, he does not appear to be having as bad a time of it as Jamie Sullivan does. Uh, we hope that stays that way. And a quick and uh, full recovery for Brian uh, from COVID-19 as well. What else you got, Mark? That's it. That's my that's my list. All right. Rob, shout All out. All right. What are you doing? Uh, I'll do. Hang on. Quick shout out to uh, Joe author Larry Hama. Nice. He's got a new Iron Fist book from Marvel going back to his roots there. Pretty good first issue. I recommend. Will we be hearing anything about it on the next rack time? Well, it depends. How how, how much do you want to stick with Joe? I might mention it though. It's like he, <laughs> it's like he forgets the notes that I give him. No, I think here's my suggestion: start with Dead Game, then Iron Fist as the palate cleanser, ah, and then you can do the snow job issue. Yeah. Shout out to, let's say, frontline workers and everybody who's trying to desperately keep us safe and get us vaccinated. Good call. Yeah, including including Dad and Sharon, who got their first shots, you know, this week and last, so. Nice. Yeah, I think Dad just went, uh, what was it, Wednesday. He got his first first dose. Yeah. And then uh, Sharon was beginning of the week. So, yeah, they're they're on their way. They're on their way to being able to do the drive-through at Burger King again? That's, yeah, <laughs> it 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 sucks when somebody in the house is high risk because then everybody's got to be careful and walk on eggshells, and nobody can do even the least bit of anything. So uh, I know that's that's been their reality for the last year. So I hope that loose, loosens up a little bit now that they're going through that process. Um, for myself, shout out to Joe Colton, a late scratch from tonight's episode. Um, just not feeling well, so we we uh, we let her go, and we brought in the unsung fifth fourth man of the What's on Joe Mine team, Rack Time Rob. Holy! Shout out to the Rock, Holy Anderson. There ain't nothing wrong with being the fourth wheel, right? Because you need four wheels to truly get moving. Unless you're one of those Peugeots or the Ram. Ironically, <laughs> <laughs> or the filth of Mirage, which clearly didn't. No, run. that doesn't run. It, it didn't run no. with two wheels, so it must have been fourth. Your Silver Mirage fell apart too, right? Oh, yeah. That was a garbage vehicle. And it looked so cool. Yeah. And but as soon as you was, put a Joe on, it's like the handlebars would always pop off, missiles always fell off, sidecar flying off somewhere. It, and it was such a betrayal because the vehicles to that point had all been sturdy and solid and dependable yeah. and the silver. Oh yeah, went right back garbage. went right back to the ramp. Ugh. With snap on stay on accessories. Yeah. Yeah. Snap on fall off sidecar. The Manta stayed together better than that motorcycle. I just got a man to replace the Manta a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Very excited. But a uh, shout out to to Mark Weber our venerable host, doing the show anyway, despite being on his mini vacation in Bend, Oregon. I gotta say, man, West Coast, 
best coast, baby. I could, <laughs> we could go another four hours. What do you say? Well, where you are, it's like four in the afternoon. So, yeah. So good. And football <laughs> here, man, football's like first kickoff at 10 a.m., right? So good. I'm, I'm barely getting out of bed at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Screw that. Sun man. Sunday night football can go to overtime and you still get to bed by like that. Is, that is nice. I mean, you know, come ba so come baseball playoff, baseball playoffs. I mean, in particular, I mean, that's got to oh. be heaven. Oh, West Coast. I'm telling you, baby, like yeah. there ain't nothing like it. You know, not having to be up until, you know, like 1.30 to see, you know, what should be a night inning ball game. Right. The, the worst so. one for, for me when I went to D.C. and everyone's a Redskins fan, of course, or Washington football team fan. And they lost a heartbreaker, like double overtime to the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And so it ended at like 12.55 or something. And they lost. And it was a brutal home loss. A lot of guys got hurt. And the next day, it was like morning of the living dead. Everybody yeah. got there on time, but none of them should, right? It was like that scene in, uh, in the Tim Burton Batman where the newscasters are giving a newscast a month after giving up personal grooming. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody looked hungover and bent and just awful. And yeah. I'll tell you the two the two roughest days at work, you know, that I can remember, you know, like in the last ten years or the last two times the Giants won the Super Bowl. Oh, I could yeah, I could do that. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, the game goes, you know, until eleven. Yeah, you know, you're keyed up. You know, you you can't even fall asleep. It's like you know, and then you're getting up and I'm dragging around. There's kids going, ah, ah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I asked one of the hosts at, uh, when it, that day in D.C., and I said, is this is it always like this? And he's like, nah, this is bad, but not as bad as the body bag game. And I guess there was some game against the Eagles, and I forget if it was Buddy Ryan's Eagles or, or recently, but they knocked out all three quarterbacks. And at yeah. the end, the Redskins were just snapping to the running back because he ran the wishbone in college. So they were just <laughs> snapping at him, and he was just running as far out and trying to get out of bounds before they got him, too. Yeah. If, yeah, you've yeah knocked out, if you've knocked out all three quarterbacks, yeah. and now they're snapping to the running back, and, and we're the defense feasting on them, don't you want to see who's fifth string? Oh, right? I remember like, 87, 87 NFC Championship game. The Giants chased Jay Schrader around the field so bad he collapsed on the sideline. He passed out. So, anyways, moving on. Shout out. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Jay Schrader. <laughs> Hope you feel better. He got better since 1987. Yeah. Uh, Joe Colton, Rob, for filling in. Mark Weber. Uh, Jamie Sullivan and, and Brian Shear get well soon. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, Posthumous shout out, shout out to to our grandma Whisker, who's come up a number of times uh, on this episode tonight. The secret key to us building GI Joe collections as children—that's all. Oh yeah, we many used to, a trip to many a trip to Roosevelt Field to pick up figures. Yeah, like she she never learned how to drive, so we one of us used to go with her on the bus to run her errands, and that would that always turned into taking our allowance along and and picking up a Joe. So. Secret key, uh, <laughs> with her. If, I mean, if she were with us, she would be 106 on March 1st. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, a happy Valentine's Day to everybody coming up uh, a couple days away on the 14th. Um, 
uh, and, and of course, you know, we're, we're winding it up. So we're going to go into our normal preachy message here. Um, vaccinations have started, but don't be dumb. Uh, even if you've been vaccinated, you can still pass this on to other people. So please, if you're going to go out, mask up, uh, maintain six feet, uh, social distance and be considerate of others who may not have been as fortunate as to have been vaccinated to this point. Uh, just cause you're in the clear doesn't really give you an excuse to be dumb and, and jeopardize others safety. So please, um, you know, maintain your, the, the proper CDC guidelines and just interpersonal decorum and, uh, and and please be safe until we get further and further away from this. The the, the longer we uh, remain vigilant and and follow the rules to keep everyone safe, the sooner it will be that everyone is safe. Uh, so that's all we got on that. I don't want to I don't want to beat that dead horse again this week. You guys know where we stand on all that stuff. Uh, but for my co-host Racktime Rob and the original Lava Bear, Mark the Honcho Weber. <laughs> I'm Mike Irizarry. Thanks for tuning in to the team stream tonight. We'll be back next Friday at 9. Possible Joe Colton sighting. Uh, Woo! That's the evening. Yo, Joe. Be safe. Don't be traveling all over the place. Or to Ben. Oh, wait. <laughs> Give a shout out to Amos Otis. Mm. Willie Wilson.